0: Mando Fandos, welcome back to the Mando Fan Show. This is episode two that we're going to be calling Rest I Need. And we'll get into why in just a second. But we're not resting because we've been recording pretty much every day for the last month. (laughs) <laughs> Feels like I'm John. How are you guys? Thanks so much for joining us today. It is episode two of the Mando Fan Show. Uh, with me, as always, is James and Lacey. and we have a special guest with us as well. As you see, if you're watching on YouTube right now from the Anakin and His Angel blog, we have Jen Marie. Jen Marie, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm great. I'm so happy to discuss this episode with you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's crazy that we're already a quarter way through the season, James and Lacey, <laughs> are, can you guys believe that uh, these episodes are about as long as an episode of, like, Full House? I Yeah, I, I it was, like, <laughs> the
2: first thing I noticed when I started the episode, I was like, wait, hold up, that says 32 minutes? Like, that's short. And then it, like, starts a recap, and I was like, okay, so it's probably more like 30 minutes. And then right. considering credits and other things, yeah, it brings it down to, like, 26, 25. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think our expectations have changed on how long these uh, episodes or these chapters are going to be. Lacy, yeah. what were your thoughts?
3: Yeah, so I did the thing that I did with the first episode where I was like live tweeting to myself about my thoughts and feelings and what I was noticing and at the end it's just a sentence. These are really short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cuz I was like that's it? Oh.
0: <laughs> I do this thing if I if there's a show I like i'll i'm more off to uh pause to see how much is left as opposed to a show i don't like right and i did that for this show twice and once i was like oh i got 15 minutes left we still got a Mm -hmm. chunk of story to tell here and then i did it one more time when i thought it was ending and it said five more minutes i'm like oh cool so we're gonna do something else leading us into the next episode and then bang credits i was like what are you doing for the next four (laughs) minutes like come on
3: they're like psych here's four minutes of credits and concept art and you're like wait what
0: (laughs) yeah I know, Reed...
3: I was under the impression that they were going to be
1: hour-long episodes. Yeah. That's what I've been expecting I think everybody this whole was. time. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy. All
0: right, well, we'll see if that affects our ratings. So, guys, let's, uh, let's rate this thing right now. And what we do here, if you're new to the Mando Fan Show, um, you're not that late because we only have one episode before this. Uh, if you haven't <laughs> watched it, go back and check it out. Uh, if you're a UK listener or something and you're catching up, uh, that's cool, too. Uh, These are sort of evergreen, I guess. But what we do here is we rate the episodes from 0 to 10, halves are included, using Pedro Pascal faces. And you'll see, if you're watching on YouTube on the screen in just a second, what that means. Um, Basically, just a little bit of fun, because we don't know if we're actually going to see his face during this season. So we figured we'll show you his face dozens of times right here. So (laughs) um, I'll start with my rating, and I gave this episode a 7.5. Jen Marie, what did you give this episode?
1: I gave
0: it an eight. Eight Pedro faces for Jen Marie. James? Uh, I did a seven. A, an even seven. So you and I both went down a half. Yes. Uh, Lacey, how about you?
3: First of all, I think it would be a shame if they didn't show his face because he's super attractive. But I gave it an eight.
0: <laughs> an eight. And, <laughs> and you gave it a nine. Uh, episode one was a nine, right? So you went I went down, down, a, down full a full
3: step. letter grade. Okay, now let your me, parents would be nervous if you were handing in a report.
0: Now let me take our four <laughs> scores and just do the mental math here, like a little Goodwill Hunting situation. <laughs> and I believe that's a seven point six uh, for the four of us. So seven point six, Pedro faces. I don't know how you do 0.6 Pedro faces, but Lacey will figure it out. It's probably a, right little, there past the a, little, past a little past the, the nose. Little <laughs> past the nose. Little past the nose. Yeah, like Harvey Dent in the Dark Knight, just like that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) 7.6 for us, Um, and then we uh, asked our patrons, uh, Resistance Broadcast patrons, over at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast to also rate it, and Lacey put their averages together, and Lacey, what did our patrons give this episode?
3: It's funny, John. I put them in the notes so that you could read it, so I don't have that number in front of me.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> well then. Um, I thought you had the notes in front of you. Sorry. <laughs> Our patrons gave this episode a, a lot higher than us. Eight point seven five for episode 6. Yeah. Wow. C. Right. I'm a little surprised about that, to be honest. Um, a lot yeah. of
3: tens. Oh, yeah. there were like two or three tens, like a perfect that, score.
0: That's so irresponsible. I'm sorry. <laughs> That means it's the best episode. You can't beat it. Um, that's, that's crazy Asuga. to me. Asuga. Yes. Asuga. But, uh, you know, I, I understand it. There's a lot of hype and stuff like that, and I get that. But um, now, remember, guys, if you want to be featured on the show, make sure you tweet about The Mandalorian using hashtag MandoFando or reply to our request for them, and uh, we'll get you on the show, uh, kind of like this guy did. and. We went to uh, Brandon Skywalker at Brandon Skywalk 3. And Brandon said, 8.5 Pedro Pascal faces. Do you (laughs) think... (laughs) I'll never get tired of that. No. Do you think we can confirm the sand planet as Tatooine now that we've seen Jawas? How did Tiny get there? Tiny, which we call here, uh, this is not Yoda. So that's why we Mm -hmm. came up with that acronym. Uh, In my opinion, there's no way Mando is turning him in for reward after Tiny showed his force power. So many questions. So first, uh, Brandon, I just did a little looking around. And uh, apparently this planet that he was on is called Arvala 7, mm-hmm. uh, which sounds a little Star Trekky because you had a little number in the planet there and that sort of thing. But whatever. So it's not Tatooine, but I think we may see Tatooine at some point in this uh, series. Um, but uh, if you are also, if you don't have to tweet necessarily hashtag MandoFando. If you're a patron of ours, you can also lightspeed to the show here. And someone did that. And his name was Paul Howe. And Paul said eight Pedro's. I enjoyed it much better than the first episode. After 40 years, we get to see a disintegration. So that's a good call. Good job, Paul. We see what Jawas love to eat, what snacks Yoda species eat. I want to leave voting room for the appearance of Gina. So yeah, leaving two points there in case her episodes are better. I feel she will be awesome in the series. So thank you for that, Paul. Appreciate that. All right, guys. Now, he did mention a couple of things that were Easter eggy, so why don't we get into our list of Easter eggs, and what we do is basically just pass the hot potato around the room and each take a turn throwing off uh, an Easter egg or a reference, uh, that counts too, that we saw in this episode. So, um, Jen Marie, did anything stand out to you Easter eggy or something that was maybe a reference to some old Star Wars stuff?
1: Yes. So when the Mando is kind of trying to converse with the Jawas when they're doing their trade, um the Jawas tell him his jaw is a bit sloppy and they mention it sounding like Wookiee, yes. which I thought was really cool. <laughs> so I like that one a lot.
0: Nice. Good call. Um I did laugh at that part. Anytime you mention a Wookiee, I'm cool with that. So um yeah. Lacey, what do you got?
3: So I don't necessarily have an Easter egg, but just like kind of a reference that I noticed mm-hmm. that's been used a couple times in Star Wars and also Indiana Jones. And it's the part where he's oh. hanging off the side of the vehicle and almost gets smashed by the cliff. And John would be so proud that I remembered this I from Indiana Jones. very proud. It's also Which... in Solo, though, because Chewie. Uh, that's yes. what I was going
2: to say. Yes. I was like, I, rem- I didn't think of Indiana Jones. I thought of Chewie in Solo.
0: Indiana Jones in the last crusade with the tank. Um, yeah.
3: And Han's face like.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they definitely did oh, it in I'm sorry, Sol-
3: Harrison's. Harrison's, Harrison's face. Harrison's face. Not Han Solo. Right. Indiana Jones.
0: Uh, one and the same, I guess. But And yeah. then it's funny, in Solo, <laughs> they did that as a nod to Indiana Jones, and then now they did it to a nod to that, to a nod to that. So uh, I thought of
3: Indiana Jones first, not I'm very Solo. proud of you. you uh, Thank uh, you so much.
0: Jen Marie, have you watched – you've seen the Indiana Jones movies, right?
3: Yes, I
1: have.
0: Okay. Lacey just watched them for the first time like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whoa. That is crazy. I know, right? <gasps> Eesh. I think I know more people who haven't seen Star Wars than Indiana Jones. It's true. So that's that's very interesting.
0: Yeah, well, that's an East That's a TRB Easter egg for you, right there. <laughs>
1: um,
0: James, did you have uh, anything that popped out at you, reference or Easter egg?
2: Well, the, uh, one of the things I noticed is watching this episode is that it was not Easter egg heavy. You yeah. Know? yeah. Just no, in general, wasn't. I think this this episode was like. Oh, his ship was destroyed. He fix, He goes and talks to the Jawas and, and gets the parts, and then he goes and fixes the ship. And th- that was the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's little things to talk about. Like you mentioned the no disintegrations. I wrote down that. That's kind of a, a connection. But honestly, I don't really know that there's more than that. Do you guys have other things? I, uh, I, I was really bare on this episode.
0: I had a few. Obviously, disintegrations was one because uh, Darth Vader telling Boba Fett no disintegrations. And you kind of always wondered, like, what does that look like? And apparently it looks Mm -hmm. like your clothes stick around, but you disappear like Obi-Wan Kenobi. At Um, least they
3: didn't explode.
0: Right, yeah. In the
3: sense of, like, goo.
0: Yes, like the egg.
3: (laughs) The other thing that stood out to me was the... um, At the end, when he offers him to join the crew, it reminded me, obviously, of Han and Rey, where he's like, you know, I'm thinking of bringing on some crew.
0: Yep, sure.
3: Oh, yeah. And he was Um, like, nah, I'm good.
0: (laughs) uh, One thing... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, uh, the Jawa paralyzing blast, they said the same mm. like one-word shout-out that they did when they blasted R2 and paralyzed him. Um, Utini was in there. Yes, the, I, yeah, was I was pumped to say that. Now that you say that, I heard that. Ooh, uh, and, they
1: had to do that. They couldn't not. Yeah, <laughs> you have to.
0: Yeah, cause <laughs> the Phantom Menace, they did it too during the Padres. Um, yeah. One thing I saw, I saw an R5 droid, like R5-D4 in the back with the Jawas, but I, I doubt it was that same droid hmm um and then one other thing that no one will probably get which i'll get made fun of when i was a kid i used to watch a lot of nick at night and they had like laughing on if you guys know what that show is and they would do this thing where they would be h- behind this wall and these little and windows they'd open, open the up, doors and they'd yeah. stick their head out that's what i the jaw was reminding me of
3: wasn't goldie um, hahn on that
0: yes she was richard nixon <laughs> it was a wild show
3: so there is one thing that I point that I thought of, which actually I thought James would think the same thing because he's brought this up before on the show. Is the lizards at the beginning look like the dinosaur from Land Before Time? Oh, like Littlefoot? No, the oh. the ones that are like ducky or something, like the platypusy looking. Oh yes, yeah, yeah.
2: I thought that those. Might be a creature that, you know, was in the Clone Wars or something. But I was mm. like, I just don't know. Mm. Who knows? It, it might be new. It might be an Easter egg. Sure.
3: Right. I, they reminded
1: me of those compies from one of the Jurassic Park films.
3: Yes. Oh,
1: yeah. 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 They're, like, really tiny and they eat that guy alive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right.
1: <laughs> those
3: gave me nightmares for two years.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> One thing we have to be thankful for is that the Star Wars movies haven't gotten as bad as the Jurassic Park movies, I guess. But.
2: <laughs> James would <Yeah>. disagree.
0: <laughs> Ju- John just hates Jurassic Park. <laughs> we almost had Colin Trevorrow make an episode nine, so we dodged that bullet. Um,
2: he made one movie, and it's in the top five biggest box office of all time, John. What, Book and of Henry? And he made
3: Book of Henry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. This is a Mando show, though, Did guys. Did you see um, Book of Henry, John? No, I. I um, then shut up. I saw the I,
1: I, saw, the Broadway,
0: I saw the Broadway play. Um, all right. Uh, anyone else have any others? Jen Marie, anything else stood out to you—a reference or an Easter egg? No,
3: that was all I had, actually. Yeah. You oh, guys... the other thing I noticed was that the first like five to ten minutes, they don't really talk and it reminded me of Wally, because Wally, like the first forty five minutes, there's like no talking in that movie. Oh. And it really bothered people. So I mm-hmm. remember thinking, like, is anybody going to be bothered that there's no talking for like the first <laughs> ten minutes of the show?
0: That's a fair point. He does spend a lot of time not talking and doing much at all. So it's just them
3: walking. It's kinda like Lord of the Rings, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, all right. So, I mean, that's fair. This episode really wasn't chock full of these types of things. I'm sure there'll be more as we move forward and there's more sure. interactions and more city-type situations. Um, mm-hmm. But we did have one that um, we all missed that I saw on Twitter, and that was Doug Brooks at Desert Vol, who uh, tweeted hashtag MandoFando, and that's how we do that. And he said, I love that John Favreau basically recreated a level from Super Star Wars for this episode, the video game, I guess Super Nintendo, and it was Luke you chase down a Jawa sandcrawler and you have to crawl up the side of it.
3: Oh, yeah. Someone else pointed that out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, uh, so that's the type of thing I would never I would have never gotten that. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. It makes me want to play those old video games, though. Um, Mm -hmm. All right, guys. So now let's hop into just a general discussion here. Spoiler breakdown. Obviously, if you're watching this, you know that you watched The Mandalorian. We don't need to hold your hand through this process. Um, there's even people just throwing these things out in public online and stuff it's bad yeah they're
3: just they it's It's... like after one day people were like whatever (laughs) yeah
0: Jen Marie, i've seen you um tweet about against this a lot uh like just like be careful so so what's your advice like spoiler tags what's your what's your process to spoiler stuff on twitter
1: i think for everything first of all you should never be doing it the day after that's Nobody, You don't know, everybody has different schedules, but um, I kind of said that I would be talking full-on spoilers on my blog posts, but as far as like all my social media platforms, Mm -hmm. I would be staying away from spoilers. If I am going to mention something, I will use a hashtag. Never posting photos or anything like that, especially with this one, because there's so many people who can't watch it yet. I'm just trying to make it fair for everybody, so
0: yeah i mean that's that's the way to go and uh i commend you for that because you know uh with articles we have to do on star wars news net sometimes we'll it's tough because you don't want to sound like you're clickbait but you kind of have to make it that way because you don't want to put the reveal in the the headline and it's it's just such a tight tight rope walk but yeah um all right so first before we get into the discussion part uh what we call quick shot here your favorite shot of the episode Uh, So, whether that's a single frame or, you know, a few seconds. Uh, So, uh, I'll start this one with James. Did you have one shot that sticks out in your head that you carried with you after seeing it? Um, Not
2: one shot, but probably like ten shots. And that was all of the Jawa shots as they hit the Mandalorian and he (laughs) fell off the top of the (laughs) sand crawler. Fair enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is good. You see, like, the blue just blast out of their little... Uh, trumpets, whatever you call those yeah. things.
2: I think that whole scenario played out very well with him climbing up the side and you feeling like, okay, I actually see his struggle of like being hit in the head. Yeah. Uh, and then he you know, they go through a couple different levels of him almost the falling but then recovering and stuff. And then when he finally gets up to the top, it's totally uh, like comedic timing, the way they planned it out. You know what yeah. I mean? They're like, oh, I finally made it. And then it's just like, well, he's not getting out of this. You That's know? a good point. It did feel Boom. a little
0: comedy esque, like Wile E. Coyote mm-hmm. type of thing. I loved Uh-oh.
3: that they were throwing trash at him. Like, mm-hmm. as he's. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they were just like, get rid of him.
2: I think you see one of them throw, like, just a piece of sheet metal like off and it does it's not mm-hmm. even do goes anywhere near him like it just goes off the side and like flies
0: away it's like a hardcore
2: i do guy.
1: like though that at oh. least one of those pieces hit him mm-hmm. it made yeah. it more real because right. i was like there's no way <laughs>
0: and yeah, he like no.
3: growls too he's like oh like, yeah right.
1: that was funny
0: um okay uh Marie did you have one shot that stuck out in your head
1: I remember a shot, I think it was one of the many scenes where it shows the Mandalorian and Tiny kind of just walking and it was a wide shot and I think the sun was setting and it was just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think it was near the beginning but I was just like, wow. It it was so beautiful. Yeah. This mm-hmm. this show is when I'm watching it, I feel like I'm watching a Star Wars film. That's
0: yeah. That's a good point. It's crazy that's the type of shot that you can see like getting framed and putting on the wall or something
1: <gasps> right yes
0: yeah or even like, to like a, a desktop background on your c- PC or whatever um, without a doubt yeah um, Lacey what do you got
3: so my favorite part of this episode was when he goes to see Ug Nolte and they're chatting about how his ship is in you know ruins and then little tiny's in the background and he's like spit that out and he's like eating it <laughs> <laughs> because it's such like a funny like stereotypical like little kid like i'm thinking of like monsters inc like no yeah. don't do that and it's, they just look at the person and do it
2: yep <laughs> they're that's... like
3: yeah i'm doing this and then he just kind of smiles and i'm like oh my god i love this creature
2: that really makes me wonder about the anatomy of that species though mm-hmm.
3: and like, it yeah, just I... the feet just slide right
0: right <laughs> Yeah.
2: The only way that's physically possible is if he's like breaking it down as it's going in, like a crazy <laughs> acidic,
1: like a process. snake or something. Because yeah. even I was thinking that that creature, whatever it is, it is wasn't almost
2: the same size. As... Oh yeah, yeah.
3: I was so shocked by that. <laughs> that's
0: true. It just
2: it made, just made gonna... me
3: laugh how he was like spit that out and it eats it, and then he looks at it yeah. and he's just like, and he belches, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I think he laughs. Oh, he does? He does like a little kid laugh. There's a couple times in the the show that there's like a very low, like little kid. It's not like, it sounds very generic, actually. Like they recorded a kid and then threw it into this creature. Sure, Like it sounds like a little kid. Mm.
0: Are you sure it wasn't Bill Hader? <laughs> I mean uh, I wouldn't
3: uh, maybe. <laughs> I think
0: uh, so my favorite shot is uh definitely with uh, our little a little boy Tiny here, and it was uh just when they showed his hand using the force.
3: Oh yeah, his little Out
0: of the little bass. That was adorable. Like, that side shot and you just see the hand and the that's them saying like he's doing work right now. <laughs> but it's not an X Wing, it's a violent beast. That's uh, like
3: 17,000 times his size. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Um so yeah, I mean and this this brings me to where I want to start our kind of spoiler conversation here and to why I gave this a uh what did I give this score? <laughs> gave, gave it a 7.5. 5. 7.5. Um because I feel like to this point he has stolen the spotlight from the mandalorian the show is called the mandalorian but it should be called tiny because this guy's been everyone's all all they're talking about is this Mm -hmm. little creature so that's my concern right now um how are you guys feeling about that jen marie i'll start with you um i know we have you know we're only a quarter way through the season but uh do you feel kind of like spotlight's been stolen a bit
1: i do and i also felt like Overall, nothing happened in this episode mm. <laughs> besides the fact that we saw the Mando and Tiny kind of further develop their relationship, and obviously that like big force moment. Mm-hmm. So I was really torn about my rating because I loved it so much because of Tiny and that <laughs> um, that relationship aspect of it. But when you really think about it, nothing happened. Yeah. To me, I just was like, "Oh wow!" Like a lot of this stuff was just like it was just fun to watch. Like, hmm. don't get me wrong. I think that the relationship aspect of it is going to play a bigger part and maybe future episodes. But
0: mm.
1: overall, I didn't feel like a lot happened.
2: Je- I'm with you on this. Actually, this is, I think why people are going to say they love the TV world of star Wars, because if this, if the Mandalorian, whatever the arc is, was a two hour movie, none of this happens. You know what I mean? They'd figure out a different way to show you the force thing, but like all the stuff with the Jawas, all the stuff with the ship, all the stuff with going back and forth between Nolte's, you know, hut or whatever, they just wouldn't do any of that. And so I think when we get to the season finale and there's payoff there, the payoff is going to be like, we spent all these episodes, all this time with this character. So maybe I don't know. I don't want to say where story lacks, but like, um, in th- what they're building up to will have just as great of a, of a, I'm glad I watched that whole thing as a two hour movie where everything is just like beat after beat after beat after beat after beat. And it all moves really quickly. This has that time to burn, uh, you know, yeah. the clock out a little bit. And with episodes like this, where we would just kind of slowly watch him. And, and when he finally gets to that place, it feels a little more earned because we, we were there with him when he had to rebuild his ship. Yeah. And that's not something you see in a movie.
0: Right.
1: I see what you mean with that. Like the Jawas, for example, in the films, we barely see them. We mm. love them so much. We barely see them in mm. this episode. We got to see them a lot, which I love, but I think because it's a TV show, like you were saying, we get to see a little bit more of that extra stuff that makes makes us Star Wars fans happy, even though it might not really matter. It's fun. Mm-hmm.
2: This episode probably brought us more Jawas than we've ever had oh, in without, canon.
0: without question. Yeah. 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 Um, so wh- why even call it The Mandalorian? Lacey, let's just recall this show... <laughs> Tiny <laughs> tiny, and the Jawas, what do you think? What, what's, going on? what's going on right now? Too much Tiny? What's the deal?
3: So I'm one of the people that love Tiny, so I'm going to be like, I'm okay with it. Yeah. But at the same time, I get what you're saying because it isn't that. It's the Mandalorian. Yeah. But I think this episode, similar to what Jen Marie is saying, is that it feels like what we call a filler episode where it's not bad, but if you missed mm-hmm. this one and picked up at three, you wouldn't miss anything. Mm-hmm. Because you already know that he has this baby creature. You already know that he's going back to wherever he's going. So if you missed this episode, which, by the way, is super short uh, entirely, mm-hmm. you wouldn't feel like you missed anything. This right. this seemed like a very fan servicey episode for Star Wars fans that want these fun, weird moments like Jawas eating a gigantic, hairy Cadbury egg. <laughs> yeah,
0: that... that <laughs> That part, I, I did find interesting because, you know, you think, like, you have to go on this quest and bring us this thing. And when you do, we'll unlock the this and it'll be... So they grab the egg and they're like, oh...
3: and then It's very just, like, video game. Then they're Pick just like, the whack! Ah, and they just start eating ah.
1: it. I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to kill the baby. <laughs> yeah, and right. I
3: was so scared.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it was just yolk. And they were okay.
3: very minion-y to me like i had a different oh my gosh yes yes i had a different idea of jawas before this and then after seeing them it was very minions and i know that they came before minions but that's the vibe i got from them like mischievous like little guys minions yeah i kind of felt yeah
0: i I felt like they were they proved what C3PO said, which is they're disgusting little creatures. Like <laughs> them eating that Cadbury, giant Cadbury egg it was so disgusting. <laughs> the mouth noises, just everything. They're, just, they're so rude. They're just like, blah, 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 blah,
3: blah. <laughs> how about how they were like, okay, we'll uh, give you the best parts back and we'll keep the rest. And he's like, no, that's n- no, you're not doing that. Like <laughs> yeah. I felt that when he yeah. said that. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. James, what were we going to say?
2: I was gonna say that I, I actually like just about everything that they did with the Jawas, except for the fact that it seems like now I have more questions as to like how they exist and, and things. Like mm-hmm. I, I guess my thing is like we now have discovered that this is not Tatooine. Right. Which mm-hmm. means like how did these guys get here and also have the same sand crawler, you know? Yeah. Unless Does they it fly in it. space? It it, maybe it does. Maybe they're pulling like a resistance thing where like you think it's like it's only here, but it actually could like lift off into space and go to a different. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like if
3: if, if if Jawas had a home, you would
2: assume it was this place. And if they have a home,
3: it's back to your home, Jawas. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. That'd be that'd be funny for like a second, and then I'd be like, oh, I don't know but
1: also did they have red eyes instead of yellow eyes
0: they it did looked, yeah it looked like it um i i don't know if that's just one of those things like let's sell different action figures of Jawas, and we'll just maybe it's them, a like, different species of <laughs> yeah. jawa or maybe on this planet you need like your eyes adjust differently because there's only one sun like
2: that's what i was thinking yeah, yeah. maybe it has something to do with like uh, oh what a like even humans like depending on where they are near the equator like we look differently so i, I mean or, i can understand
0: george lucas like had a clause where if you show yellow-eyed jawas he gets paid like five bucks every time they're on screen or something <laughs> Probably, <laughs> <isn't it>? <laughs> <laughs> he takes it to starbucks and places his order um all right so yeah the the other thing like i was looking at my notes and james i'm starting to lean i want to talk about the music briefly uh, mm-hmm. I'm, le- I'm teetering back your way a little bit because when I'm hearing the main theme again, it's just constantly like Creed, Creed, Rocky, Rocky. Like the Rocky fights. If you ever watch a Rocky movie, they show you the flirt the first full first round, and then rounds two through the second to last round, they play a song, and it's this main, like pretty much the main theme from Mandalorian, and they're showing like the the montage of the fight, and I can't separate that from my brain. I feel like other people kind of felt that too. So, and he did the music for Creed too. So, um, Jen Marie, I mean, last and last Creed week, won. I was think, yeah, Yeah, you're a funny guy. <laughs> last week we talked. We the three of us talked about this. So, what's your take on the music? Obviously, it's not, it's not John Williams. It's a different style. Uh, this guy Ludwig, who did like Black Panther and that sort of thing. Do you like the music for Mandalorian? What, what's your vibe on it?
1: I do not like it. Okay. Actually, it's um, very distracting for me. I have to really focus because a lot of it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit to me. And sometimes I'm not even sure if it's a score. It's more like just very odd noises. Um, When I did my rewatch of chapter one, I did a little bit better, but like the first half of it was really difficult to deal with. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't feel like Star Wars to me, which... I don't know it, he said
2: hard. in a recent interview that if he was going to sorry um he said in a recent interview that if he was going to try to follow in george's footsteps the thing he would try to do is just totally not that john williams you mean oh yes yeah sorry i say george lucas okay. i meant john williams yeah
0: um no yeah and th- they said like john favreau said you know i wanted uh, someone who's going to take a risk and kind of give this show its own identity And you can't say they didn't do that. It's just a matter of if you like it. And I feel like people are kind of like half and half. Some people are over the moon and listening to it constantly on Spotify. And some people are saying things like, this sounds too much like a Rocky fight. Lacey, have you changed your mind? You were kind of like in between on this, right, last week?
3: Yeah, no, I I don't mind it. I just, it's very obvious that there are certain beats that when they're happening, you know what's going on. Like mm-hmm. when bad things are going to happen to him and stuff yeah. like that, which it's supposed to do. But then I saw on Twitter that I don't think he did all the music because Matthew Wood was saying how he helped do the soundtrack too. So I think that's where you're getting the random oh. noises and sounds. Like someone yeah. had tweeted that that hint. I can't remember. I feel terrible. But someone had said that them they and Matthew Wood, who did uh, you know Kylo Ren's voice. He does all the different. Um, droid sounds and stuff like that like he helped with this soundtrack Mm -hmm. so that might be part of the noise stuff that people are hearing outside of the main theme of the Mandalorian Um, the only part that I really really enjoy is the part that when something momentous happens like Tiny using the force to raise that rhino which by the way is a mom protecting her eggs so that's terrible but such is life in Star Wars that they kill it the dark side yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, the music's fine. I, I have, It hasn't grown on me in the way that, like, I'm listening to Ray's theme every day, but I think it fits. I, I think there's a lot of montages. Like, it's yes. a lot of montage stuff, like them fixing the ship, him mm. riding the blurg. Like, let's go an episode without a montage.
0: Which is the most Rocky thing ever.
3: Yeah, and they even do <laughs> at one point the crossfade. From them it's- fixing the ship into Tiny's face, and then back to that, I was like, "This is very old school." That they're showing this like yeah. crisscrossy montage, yeah. They're it like was very they- old. They're school. making
0: little. They're making Tiny like uh, again. This is not Yoda. Uh, like, Burg- <laughs> Burgess Meredith, like, the old boxing coach, like, watching, just like, all right, yeah, Well, fix it, no, fix not it. even
3: that. He was asleep still. So they were crossfading to show you over the course of the night or whatever while they're fixing the Oh, the, the
0: fade in. That yeah. he's still right. sleeping. Right. But
3: they don't go a full fade to Tiny. They mm-hmm. do a half fade. So his face is over them fixing it. R- I know what it's, you're saying. That now. is a very old school film technique. Yeah. And I remember seeing it being like, this makes no sense because they've not done this at all in the other sure. episode. Or in Star Wars in general, they don't really do that kind of like half-half look. They either cut to one person or the other. Um, But maybe that was their way of doing like a retro film look. Yeah. Mm.
0: A lot of my notes have to do with this guy. Um, James, what what do you got here? So
2: um, the one thing that is is that the one problem I had with the solo soundtrack is that John Williams wrote that theme and I felt like they used it too much throughout the whole thing. You kept going back to that well. And it's supposed to be the thing that kind of carries you through the whole movie. But sometimes when they use themes too much, it gets old. And already after two episodes, um, that I think people are starting to get tired of <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> pontos- <laughs> yeah. you know, that. Do, 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 and uh, the other one that I was going to point out is the, the Rocky theme that goes, the- it-, it goes, um, that is the, the th- same like note is, and pattern. Yeah. yeah. um Even when you play them like side by side, it's like, okay, so it starts off with the same kind of idea. And I think that's where people are pulling that from. Yeah. That being said, I actually came into this episode with the mindset of saying, I do actually think I'm starting to p- process it a little bit better. And I think my feelings on the music have gone up since the first episode. Oh,
0: we, we, uh, well, like yeah. yeah,
2: I, I was listening to the soundtrack cause we'd talked about how they come out and I kind of don't know why I'm doing it because I didn't like it, you know, but I was like, well, we're just absorbing Mandalorian stuff, so yeah. I'll do it. And there's a um, the whole process, the whole song that plays out when he's like actually shooting the Jawas has a lot of, um, you know, brass and and string to it. And I was like, okay, there's actually like a melody in there and stuff. And I was like, okay, I think I think I'm starting to get hopeful. Like, I feel that that the music is capable. And by the time we get to the end of the season and we really get to the real heavy moments of the show. Yeah, they're going to they're going to do it right. They, um
0: i thought of something similar to that james like if you're you have you guys seen the movie batman begins
3: yes yeah
0: so you know how like when he's like um in the mountains where like raz is and you hear like hints of the the batman theme but it like always mm-hmm. stops and it never gets there and then when he finally gets to the bat cave it just explodes and he's like the mm-hmm. full batman theme maybe they're trying to like you say james they're crescendoing and they're trying to build to something where it's going to be all kind of come together and be, uh, a big bigger piece or composition during a big action sequence or the peak of the season i mean who knows so i right. mean we're only like 50 minutes into this guy so i guess we have to give him kind of the, the benefit of the doubt but i, I agree with what everyone's saying here it is way different and it may it may be a total misfire by the end of the season but we'll find out um but the last thing like to round it back out like i was looking at all my show notes like 90 of what i jotted down have to do with the being tiny like and stuff so Obviously, he's going to be this, uh, you know, MacGuffin, those Trandoshans that he fought in that Land of the Lost feeling scene. Uh, They had a tracker, so they were sent Mm -hmm. by somebody to find him. So all these and we haven't seen Giancarlo Esposito yet in the show. We haven't seen the assassin Fennec Shand. We haven't seen Cara Dune, obviously. There's a lot more people are going to be entering this deal. Is everyone going after him uh that's my vibe but where, where are you guys at with that do you feeling that way Do you think this is kind of like he's the macguffin
1: i kind of do because i mean in the first episode we know that ig11 and the mandalorian were given different directives as far as what to do with the bounty when they found it Sure. So I was like, okay, this is very interesting. I think uh, Tiny's going to be much more involved because now we know that some people are directed to destroy him. Others are directed to keep him alive. Right. And so there is, I, I'm wondering if there's even something more to him than being force sensitive.
0: Could be. Um, is this
2: know. like a Captain Marvel thing where like, we're going to f- be flipped at the end and we're going to realize that the bounty hunter guild is the, bad people john you've alluded to this and the trandoshans are actually like protectors trying to save him and protect him
0: it could very well be like the whole thing in the prequels the separatists wound up being the good guys because they were they were the rebellion against what wound up being the empire that's a good idea that's a that's a good call james hang on to that one make sure you save this clip so you can bring it back later and brag about it um (laughs) But uh, someone else tweeted, uh, you guys saw this, right? Someone tweeted that Captain or Dr. Persing had a patch that looked like in like the cloning yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen that? You guys saw
2: yeah. that? Kaminoan. So,
0: K- Kaminoan? Kaminoan? Kaminoan. Is that how it's pronounced?
2: Yeah. Not, oh,
1: wow. I had no idea.
0: Not for
3: me, babe. Kaminoan? Long neck I've
2: never heard <laughs> K- Kaminoan. Bright and rainy. <laughs>
0: um, yeah slippery do you guys so do you think this is uh could he be a clone or could they be wanting to get him to clone him where are we have that
3: i think that they want to clone him that's so what it sounds like he's to not me. a clone
0: of like yoda or anything
3: how would they have cloned yoda
2: oh i know i but- think if if he was a clone, I feel like they could have been like, "Well, we lost the asset, but we could do it again." The only reason why, maybe, right,
0: is people. You know, Yoda went and got the clones from Kamino and brought them to Ge- uh, Geonosis, so he could. They could have grabbed the sample from him back then. But they're luck to hair. But but <laughs> where where I'm where taking I'm, his hairbrush? Where I, where I'm, I'm? Yeah, right. Yoda's like. <laughs> Where I'm off on that is the dates cuz if he's 50 years old he is born 9 years before the Phantom Menace. So that kind of negates that but he could have visited before. So I don't I don't know. I hope he's not a clone of Yoda. That's all I'm saying.
3: The problem is is we don't as we all know, we don't know anything about anything about Yoda except that it's Yoda and right. he's a Jedi master. Right. Like we don't know anything about his species, where he came from, basically everything. So mm. I don't think we can make that call right now, but right. I don't think that he's a clone. I think they want to clone him.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm
2: so.
3: Yeah, I hope that he's not a clone.
1: Yeah, me too. I and I'm also also wondering they don't mind
2: if he's dead,
1: right? That's That's why I'm so confused. Like, what are the different Uh, reasons? Also, like, is it safe to assume (laughs) that because now we know of Yoda, Yaddle,
3: and Tiny (laughs) are all these species force sensitive?
0: Yeah,
2: probably. You know who's
3: not force sensitive? The Mando who also is not oh. as good as I first thought. Like the first scene you see him, he's kicking butt like crazy. Right. Like he's taking names. Right. And then mm-hmm. the end of the last episode and this episode, it's like just like pile on Mando. Like he's not as good. Yeah. He almost like, dies like six times.
0: Mando's the guy at the bar at the end of the night who beats up all the guys who are wasted. Like he beat up all those drunks in that bar in the first scene. <laughs> and then after that, he got it, he's gotten his tail kicked. You're right. So
3: he totally has. And yeah. yet his armor got destroyed two times. And then mm. he rolls up to the Jawas with like perfectly somewhat decent armor. And I'm like, okay, but wait, he just got chest. Like I am. This is Sparta kicked yeah. right. by the rhino. And yet yeah. he's perfectly fine. But how cute was it when Tiny tried to force heal him and he kept <gasps> picking him up, put him back in the cradle. He get back out. He picked him back up, put him back in the cradle. Yeah, that was so- my favorite scene. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It was
1: so adorable. I mean, (laughs) that's what kids do.
0: They want to help
2: you. They're
1: like, no, go back. And then they come and try it again. It was
2: so cute. So I I wrote that down as something that I feel like if we didn't get to it, we need to talk about that. Because we're all all assuming what we saw here. He was trying to fix the wound ET style. Which, as far as I can, I've been thinking about it all day. I can't think of any other time that that's like a thing. Right. In Star Wars. So there is something very specific about this person or creatures force abilities. Maybe that is the tie to why they're trying to get to him because he has this ability that nobody else has. Um, And I just thought they're they're opening up the force again, yet again, to another new possibility of things that can happen when you use the force. Yeah. Yeah.
1: like healing the it, sick, healing the wounded. Yeah, yeah. Type I mean, of like, thing.
2: I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna say it. Somebody gets thrown down a shaft in the Death Star. If people can be healed using the oh, Force, man. heal yourself. I'm just. Uh, uh, that was the first thing I thought of. It's like That's this kind of goes Wolverine. into that
0: whole like. <laughs> see, it's what the plot. You ever see the movie The Wolverine where he's in Japan? <laughs> Oh mm-hmm. yeah. They want to take cuz he want, can't die. Yeah, they want to take his powers and and Yeah. Are we are we is JJ uh, yeah. J. 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 Abrams using the plot of the Wolverine in episode 9? <laughs> yeah.
3: It's kind of Deadpool too cuz he yeah can be here again. I mean, Slower, J. J., but that's
0: another potential idea. Stock up these clips. Let's mm-hmm. do that. Um, Called it. <laughs> all right, so any uh, any last uh, thoughts on this episode in particular before we try to take our shots and guess what, what may happen in what's hopefully a non-filler episode uh, yes. next week?
3: IG-11 is dead. Yeah. Everyone was like, is he really dead? He could be rewired. I don't know, but he got left behind and he's dead. He did not take now. him
0: with him. That's a good point.
1: <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah. Um. I'm still not 100% certain on that one, Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> I think <he's
1: laughs> I know what they're doing. <laughs> I'm just
2: saying I think the marketing though. That's the the big thing. But then if if we're doing that, then Agnolti's out of the show, right?
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't think I, I I don't know if I, I think uh, I don't even know what it, how you pronounce the real name, Quill, was that it? Quill?
3: Agnolti. Agnolti is,
0: is it... It? Agnalti. The Peter best. Quill. <laughs> Peter Quill.
3: Uh, so, so, Jen, you,
0: you think IG-11's toast? No. Oh, okay. So what do you think's
1: I going think on? I think he's coming back.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I mean, he's a droid. He just shot him. Droids get shot and repaired all the time. So
0: do you think the person who sent him to get the bounty like came and got him and like, put him back together like Toy Story style?
1: Yeah,
3: I don't know. I haven't worked it out that far. (laughs) (laughs) Obi-Wan left Anakin.
2: Somebody came and got him.
3: (laughs) He probably turned back on and was like, I have failed self-destruct mode. Right.
2: right. I
3: do want to point out, though, that um, I
1: really like the fact that the Mando and Kuiil are not aware of the Force. Right. I think it's going to make the Mandalorian and Tiny's journey more unique.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, because
1: a lot of characters in Star Wars, I feel like, know about the Force. Like, they've heard of it, at least. So I think it's very interesting that they have no idea what happened.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, because even Han Solo in A New Hope had heard of it, and he thought it was a bunch of BS. Uh, Right. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's funny, because he, like... Worried about him at the end there, and they even played like a lullaby version of the main theme, and he was shaking the bassinet like to like Are, are you alive?" as he's piloting. Like you feel like he's like a dad. And then like... he's like, "Yeah." And then he popped up, and he's like, "Oh
1: god!" <laughs> Can um, we get a Funko Pop of Tiny? Yeah. Yeah.
0: if oh, you know what's happening. It's happen. yeah, yeah, that's gonna sell. <laughs> Literally, so, no way. Yeah, that's it's gonna be. They're gonna do plushies uh, and stuffed animals. They'll and... do
3: the full size pop. Oh,
0: I bet that so cute. that'll be in stores on Black Friday. I guarantee it. Probably. Could be. They want to sell those things. Um, yeah. All right. So let's look ahead to uh, chapter
2: three. Wait, let me run through. Oh, boy. Because I see all these little things, and I'm like, I just feel like I'd stress out if I didn't mention them. Okay. <laughs> um, The whole, like, the, the ship got all the parts taken, and you have to slowly rebuild it over time, and you have to go through all these quests. That's kind of the whole plot behind the Black Spire Outpost book. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to consider. I didn't consider that an Easter egg, but I did write that down. I was like, "This makes me feel like I'm I'm watching the Black Spire Outpost novel." Nice. Um, I was bugged when uh, uh, Agnolte said, uh, "What was it?" I said it in the chat. It's like, "I'm, I am your servant because you're my guest." And he's like, "Cool, you want to come with me?" And he's like, "No, I'm nobody's <laughs> servant." And I was like, "What is that?" What? <laughs> what? <laughs> right. What kind of writing is that? Right. Uh, I was confused. Um. What else did I put here? Oh, that. Um. He. He was like, he was like giving up. He's like, all right, I'm dead. This thing's gonna hit me, right. and I'm, I'm dead. Yeah, that was the like knife was as, like
3: shaking. He was like, this is it. Yeah, I'm he's like, it.
2: I'm gonna bow, and I'm just gonna take this. This is my last ditch effort. And mm. I was like, he already gave up. You know, that kind of goes to Lacey's mm. point. Mm. And then when he finally gets up, he like just one in the neck real quick and right. that whole thing just fell over I was like
3: yeah this what? little knife took like a big yeah. thing <laughs> I was like yeah. you could stick this
2: pen
0: in my neck and it wouldn't kill me that quickly yeah, but you know what that's like that's like one of those um, like old fables where like one little thing can take down the giant beast sort of thing so I'm
2: yeah I was kind of okay with it too Magic of I mean, James I was, was like this one I pen yeah. 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 I loved it uh, yeah, I'll do the rest yeah. of the <laughs> show I actually yeah. do that yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> nobody mentioned this one too and I, I loved the scene when he, when they were like, you're uh well, you kind of mentioned it, Jen, like the, um, the, your jaw or whatever is poor. You're like a Wookiee. And he's like, boom, and he hits you <laughs> with the flamethrower. Yeah, We true. didn't mention the flamethrower, the but I, it happen. was like a pure on laugh out loud moment. Massively unexpected. He's like, what do you think about this?
3: Yeah. I got a lot of yeah, Han Solo exactly. vibes. During that was that whole a Han scene. Solo. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, and I love the moving pod. That's the last thing I got. I yeah. love the way they've created that thing that follows him. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. even when he's on the sandcrawler, it's like speeding up, and it slows down when he slows down. Yeah. So just a couple of things. I was like, I, you know, these aren't Easter eggs. These aren't my favorite moments, but sure. I feel like I just want to talk about them. Well, there's not,
3: one line though that James, I'm surprised you didn't mention, and it's when he was supposed to put his blasters down. And he was just like, well, Mandalorians is part of our religion. Weapons right. are part of our religion.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah.
3: I found that an interesting line. That's- it is
2: interesting. It, di- it didn't like super stick with me. I was like, yeah, that's true. But, but he's got to negotiate. He's got to make compromises here. So. Sure.
0: Well, at least he knows now if he needs, like if he's sick and tired of uh, a little tiny, just have him use the force and he'll be knocked out for like 16 hours. <laughs> that's how you get him to take, to take a nap. Um, all right. Now, James de-stressed, we can move on to a, de-stressed. right. De-stressed. All right. So chapter, <laughs> chapter three, um, one prediction each, maybe something like that. Uh, Jen Marie, what do you, where do you think we're going with, uh, chapter three? Ooh,
1: well, I hope we see Cara doom, to That'd be honest. Be nice. Yep. I just I don't want it to be one of those things where she has a much smaller role than what she's been marketed for right um and I also say I think tiny and the Mandalorian are gonna be inseparable I just have this feeling okay nice
0: I dig that uh, James what's going on in chapter 3 you're a big prediction prediction guy tonight so this is a big moment uh yeah no. <laughs> um you know the scene in the
2: trailer where it shows uh grief and then like two or three other people and yeah. they all like turn because the ship is landing yeah I think that's episode three I think it's him returning um that's that's all I got is I I think this is going to be him going back to where he was and them kind of uncovering uh who is it that really wants this thing and what are they going to be using it for that's that's my guess
0: all right very good lacy
3: yeah i agree i think cara Dune's gonna show up i think he's gonna return back to where he started but i don't think he's turning tiny in i think he's gonna start investigating who put this out there that they wanted this and why and i think he's gonna keep like running into people that are looking for it
0: yeah i think that's possible too um I have no like set thing in my mind. I do think there's going to be kind of a let's go back to civilization because we need a little more action than kind of just walking through the desert kind of thing. Right. Um, the grief cargo thing makes sense to me. Um, I agree, Marie. Cara Dune would be nice to see because everyone's so hyped about it at this point. Right now, she's where a Dune. Where where is Dune? <laughs> oh
1: <right>? my gosh!
0: <laughs> <laughs> so cheesy. Um, and then, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. I I think maybe we'll see him next episode. Um, I think there's going to be some, some hostility going on, uh, for that. We we're kind of missing aside from that beast in the second episode. So I think we're going to have a little more action in episode three, uh, stakes are going to be raised a little bit more. Um, so I think if you enter those. Imperial mercenary type guys because I don't know how much more of the Werner Herzog we're gonna see I don't know if this was a situation where he just did his like cameo and that was it or what um, but I am the most interested in this Dr. Persing guy because I I'm kind of like like you guys know James and Lacey I'm cl- like cloned out like I, I don't want Star Wars to be the clone franchise like we did the right. Clone Wars and the Attack of the Clones and we've introduced you know the reference to cloning in the force awakens like i kind of want to step away from that so uh, it makes me a little nervous and then it, it also makes like deaths a little trivial if you're able to clone and that sort of thing so i'm very interested to see what they do with that out of from a level of a standpoint of concern but we will see where we go and hopefully we um have better ratings and, and stuff like that uh, for going forward but that kind of takes us towards the end of the show here uh james and Lacey, as always i want to thank you guys um but uh more importantly jen marie i want to thank you so much for joining us on the mando fan show
1: well thank you at a blast now
0: <laughs> you so your blog is called anakin and his angel and you've that's been going for 19 years
1: yeah next thursday will be 19 years holy <laughs> cow
0: <laughs> So you started that thing when you were <laughs> you started that thing when you were four. That's insane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I was fourteen. It was um, not long after the Phantom Menace. That's a, in the
0: theater, you, so you. So there's five billion blogs, five hundred thousand podcasts, and you were probably one of the early ones. So that's so cool. Um, Thank you. Where can people? What's the URL? Where can people find that besides like a Google it, search, of course?
1: Yeah, it's AnnCananusAngel
0: Perfect. And uh, social, is Twitter the best spot for you?
1: Twitter, yeah. Twitter, I'm across the stars because Anakin and his angel is too long, unfortunately. (laughs) But all my other social platforms, it's Anakin and his angel.
0: Okay, like Instagram and that sort of thing? Yeah. Uh Very good. Um, James, how about you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Myra Trunks. Yes. Lacey?
3: Twitter and Instagram, at Lacey Gillarin.
0: All right, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet dot com. Uh, make sure you are going to Star Wars NewsNet because in addition to our show, we do written reviews uh, that include uh, giveaway contests uh, for each review for uh, an episode or sorry, a chapter of The Mandalorian. In the comments, you can uh, leave a comment and enter to win a cool Mandalorian based prize. So. Go to StarWarsNewsNet.com. Also, I want to thank our uh, patrons because we wouldn't be doing this show if it wasn't for the Resistance Broadcast patrons, so thank you all so much. If you're interested in supporting the Resistance Broadcast, head to Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast. Uh, tier start at $2 a month to go check out the page. I do want to thank our generals, uh, Carmelo, Brian Chilito, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, J.G. Carr, Seth Kime, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you so much, Generals, for your support. Um, that's pretty much it. If you're not subscribed, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel. It's Star Wars News Net uh, and the Resistance Broadcast. And, of course, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Um, our crew will be back on Monday for the Resistance Broadcast and uh, Thursday as well. But next Friday for Chapter 3 of the Fan uh, the, the Mando Fan Show. Look at me. I can't even say my own show the mando (laughs) fan show we'll be joined by jonah marie macius of uh, the wiki gunner blog and geeky bubble podcast so we're very excited for her to join us next friday to hopefully talk about an exciting episode of the mandalorian so thanks for watching listening being mando Fandos with us here on the mando fan show we will see you next week and as always we'll see you around